I'm Heidi. I'm Heather. And we're sisters. This is the H&H Show. Hey friends, welcome back to the H&H Show. We're glad that you have tuned in in 2021. Happy New Year, Heather. Happy New Year. This is our first chat in a new year. It is. It is. And it's so exciting to be in 2021. It is. I think many people were uh, very much ready to close the chapter on 2020, Mm -hmm. and I think that's understandable, and no one would fault anyone for that feeling. Okay, this is the funniest 2020, but it happened in 2021 story that I think I have. You know how just like the, the saying, like, it's so 2020? Yes. All the random stuff that happened. Well, yesterday... I got a text from my neighbor, no, a phone call from my neighbor asking me if I had a tennis racket. Okay. And I was like, well, maybe she's going to go play tennis in the snow. I, I don't know. <laughs> and I was like, why do you need a tennis racket? And she goes on to tell me that she has a bat in her house. And for whatever reason, tennis rackets are a good way to trap them, which I, I don't know anything about. But I looked at Chris and I said, <laughs> well... 2021 is not disappointing. (laughs) (laughs) Poor thing. I know. She got it, though, with the tennis racket. That's impressive. I know. And she said, I'll make sure I wash it off for you. (laughs) Yeah. Tell Bennett that his racket was used to catch a bat. So I don't know. 2021 is off to an interesting start. Yeah, I think many people had this, like, extreme hope that January 1, 2021 would hit and there would be this miraculous shift in all that was 2020. Yeah. And um, I don't necessarily know that that's happened. Mm, I don't think so. For most people. I think maybe it's gotten a little um, crazier. It's gotten crazy. Um, I think, though, the point is we have to find a way to put our hope yeah. in a place that is hope-worthy. Yes. Because um, we're in a society that is, I'll be honest, uh not super full of hope right now. No, it's not. Uh, most of the people in leadership in government mm-hmm. are not giving us reason to hope. Nope. And um, and that's any any side you look at it, no matter what party you're yeah, on, yeah. every side right. is being a bit ridiculous. And mm-hmm. so um, I think that that's, that's the point mm-hmm. is Jesus has to be our hope giver. And um, so Heather, let's talk about what, like, what are you doing in a practical sense to fill yourself with hope when it feels like society is doing a real good job at dropping the ball yeah. on that. <laughs> yeah. That's a great question because it would be easiest right now just to kind of walk around like Eeyore, yeah. just like, oh, the world is just in chaos and feel the weight of the spiritual oppression that is surrounding all of us in our world right now, in our nation especially. Um but we have freedom in Jesus, mm-hmm. and so we don't have to live that way. And it doesn't mean that we are blind to what's going on. It doesn't mean that we aren't even engaged in what's going on. It's mean, it means that we find our hope and our trust in something higher than any man can, can offer. Yeah. Um, you know, freedom was God's idea. Freedom mm-hmm. is, is God's thing. Yeah. It's not from the United States of America. It's not man-made. It is from God. Mm -hmm. And so no matter what our circumstances are, no matter what's going on, we have the choice to have freedom. Mm -hmm. We can walk in freedom. And for me, that looks like keeping my eyes focused on the truth. Mm -hmm. Um, 
there's a lot of confusion right now about what's truth. Right. Everybody has their own thoughts on what is true. Yeah. And for me, and I know for you, the truth is what God's promises are. God's mm-hmm. promises are yes and amen. And so if he says them in his word, I'm going to believe them, mm-hmm. even if I can't necessarily see them right now. You know, and I'm really encouraged by the Apostle Paul because most of the books that he wrote to the Christians in the New Testament were, um, he was in some sort of um, house arrest or jail, prison, or under some hardships, um, not all of them, but some of them. And and he's writing about joy and writing about freedom and about these things that he's experiencing in spite of his circumstances being really difficult. Mm-hmm. And so for me, Heidi, it looks like a couple of things. It looks like being very intentional about being in God's word and reading it, asking the Lord for dreams and visions. You know, I've had a couple of experiences. I know you have too. Just over the last week where I've gone to bed really sad and discouraged and I've just said to the Lord, I need you to to show up yeah. for me. Yeah. And he has. He's given me dreams that have been very comforting. Um, but then I'm also surrounding myself with people who are encouraging and who are joyful. And I'm not getting bogged down in the um, the social media firestorm that's going on. I just, I've just gone off social media for the most part, except mm-hmm. for a couple of small things that I need to do mm-hmm. on there. But I am just keeping my eyes focused on Jesus. Yeah. And um, I want to be very clear. That doesn't mean I'm not engaged yeah. in people's lives and in our community mm-hmm. and even in what's going on in our government. I'm I'm engaged in that, but in a right priority way. Yeah. Where I'm not being consumed with the weight of of all of that. Yeah, letting it control your thought processes. Right. Like letting the word of the truth of God control who what you believe to be truth. Right. Yeah. Because the reality is I already know the end game. Yeah. I already know who wins. Yes. And so when I know that, I can I can put my trust in that, that no matter what happens in the interim, even if it, you know, worst case scenario costs me my life. Right. I know I'm being a little bit dramatic there, but I already know the end game. Mm -hmm. I know where I will spend eternity and I know who wins in the end. That's right. I like that you talked about the absolute truth because um, Kip and I actually just, Kip is my husband. You know that. Some listeners might not. But Kip and I just listened to this really incredible, um, it wasn't really like a message. It it was just, it was a YouTube video actually Mm -hmm. of this gentleman who is um, an incredible believer. But the interesting thing, I was so drawn to him because he's like this like big, warm, cuddly bear. Mm. Like he looks like a big bear and yet he is like super lighthearted and Mm, funny and engaging and, you know, like he's delivering these really hard truths with a big, huge grin on his face and like a little chuckle, um, you know, so you're like, I don't know if this hurts or if I love this. Right. You know, <laughs> um, but he said something that really stuck with me. He said that we as a society have had a departure of absolute truth. Yeah. He said, you know, two plus two is four. It's not three. Right. It's not five. He said, and it's not closed minded to believe that four is the only answer. Right. Yeah, but, so good. But in society, we have we have changed that narrative to say that no, there's not absolute truth. Right. Like it well, it could be three, it could be five, um, you know, metaphorically. And yet we have a God that is so logical. You know, that's why we have logic. And um 
I think that what we as believers need to be reminding ourselves of right now in a world that is departing from absolute truth, Mm -hmm. in a world that is full of chaos and confusion and, and truly not even knowing who you can trust. Right. You know, you go to get the news and you have no idea if you can even trust the sources that are supposed to be giving you unbiased news. Right, right. Um, because they're all contradicting one another yeah. and they can be curated. And it's yes. all of this crazy, yes, the craziness that comes with society today. But we get this privilege of going, no, we have logic because right. God is logical. That's right. And that's part of discernment. And that's part of, you know, we, we say this so much on this show. This could be our tagline, like, read your Bible. But <laughs> we probably should change it. <laughs> yeah. This is our tagline. The H&H show, read your Bible. Uh, it changes you. It, it does. absolutely changes you. Yeah. Because I, I, you know, one morning I will go to news sources and I will feel all of this annoyance and frustration and really disgust that you cannot trust what you are hearing or reading and yet then I will go to God's word and I will know that I can trust that the source is true. That's right. And that the word is solid and That's it is right. stable and it is unchanging. And so um, I think that that is our only source of hope. Mm-hmm. It really is. Yep. Uh, we can't, we cannot rely on mankind to set our minds Mm-mm. on what is right. No. We have to be immersed in the word of God. Yeah. Um, and then on a practical level, Heather, one thing that I've been trying to do, all of us need people who are speaking hope, right? Mm-hmm. And I think right now my heart is really tender towards our small business owners, mm. our local businesses. Yeah. And I think that they are these incredible patriots on the front lines right now who are being threatened to have their livelihoods taken from them. They are being bullied by people that have – they are being bullied by people who are still receiving their consistent paychecks. That's right. And they're trying to take away their livelihood and the livelihood of their staff. Yeah. And so I have this deep passion over our local businesses uh-huh. that are being bullied. Yeah. That's what's happening. Yeah. And so Kip and I have made a point of frequenting mm-hmm. those places and befriending the owners and speaking life over them. And every time we go into a business that is open – we find out who the manager is or the owner and we pull them aside and we say, we are so proud of you. Yes, thank you. We thank you Mm -hmm. for being open. Like, And we just spend a few moments Mm -hmm. encouraging them. And I'm not kidding you, Heather. Every time their eyes just light up Mm -hmm. and their shoulders come back Mm -hmm. and they just, it's like they can't even believe that someone has noticed that they have had to fight this fight so hard to be open. Yes, yes. And I mean, it's happened over and over and over. We yeah. just sat at our favorite Mexican restaurant and chatted with our friend who's the owner and, you know, shared with her how proud we are of her and yes. reminded her like, hey, if you are getting bullied, you know, you have people that will get your back. Yeah. Um, and, and so I think that's part of it is speaking, using our voices mm-hmm. to speak hope um, into the places that are struggling yeah. to exist in this time frame. Right. And, you know, because we obviously want our local economy to be healthy. Mm-hmm. We want our local business owners to be healthy and to feel like they have champions behind them. Yeah, so good. And um, so I think that's something that every single one of us can do in our own towns or cities 
is find those businesses who are having are being brave mm-hmm. to push back and to say, no, I still live in a free country. Mm-hmm. I have the right to That's trade. Right. So good. And I, and I will. I will keep my business running. That's right. So I think that's part of how, on a practical level, we can engage in society right now. I think that's, Anyone can do it. I think that's so good because it really is about um, bringing encouragement to the people around us in our community. You know, whether... Um, no matter how you feel about the current state of this pandemic that we're in, people's lives are forever changed mm-hmm. because of it in many ways, you know, in physical ways um, and their businesses too. And just the other day, I was ordering a new Bible. It was a gift from somebody very dear for, to me. And I had two choices to go with a big company or to go with a local company. Mm-hmm. Um, and I chose the local company, mm-hmm. even though it was a little bit more expensive because I wanted to support local. I yeah. wanted to support someone in my community. Yeah. And I love that you said that, Heidi, because that, that really is something that we can all do. Mm-hmm. Every single day we can make those choices. Yeah, because you know, if you're not if you're not working on Capitol Hill or you're not holding a public office, you can have that tendency to feel like, well, I don't think my voice can really do much. But your voice can do a lot in your local economy, mm-hmm. in your to your local businesses, mm-hmm. to your local leaders, um, and like even just on a on a friendship level. I had a friend text me today, and she said, "Hey, I'm committing to fasting and praying today, so send me your prayer request." Mm-hmm. And I thought, man, that was huge. Like yeah. that spoke so much hope over me. Yeah, as you know, a leader, as someone that's. Um, influencing others Mm -hmm. and so to have someone return that to me Mm -hmm. was that was huge Mm -hmm. well Heidi don't you think that so often and this might hit some people the wrong way and I'm not trying to be offensive at all I'm just giving you a, a, a thought that I've had recently how easy it is for me to go on my Amazon app and buy something mm-hmm. and now I know that there are small businesses that work through Amazon too so mm-hmm. I'm very aware of that but We've gotten so used to just things being quick and easy and right at our fingertips and we can get everything we need delivered to our door and we lose the physical interaction of actually going into a store, looking somebody in the eye, having a conversation with them, supporting their local business, you know, engaging with them. Mm -hmm. And so I've really tried to stop and think about what I can do in my life to engage with people more because I know suicide rates are through the roof and depression is through the roof and it's because people are lonely and they're isolated and we need to be in front of each other again. We need to be seeing each other. So I love that you brought that up. I think that's a really, really valid point about kind of raising the joy levels in our our towns and in our schools and our communities and our churches and our families. I think another thing we could do on a practical level is invite people into your home. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that so few people receive invitations mm-hmm. to be served in someone's home. And especially right now where it is difficult to find a dine-in location. Yeah. So uh, couples are experiencing this uh, lack mm-hmm. of being served, a lack of enjoying nice food mm-hmm. and good drink in an environment that's restful. And so... Um, Another quick story is I I clearly felt the Lord tell me last week, put a couple's, a specific couple's name on my mind and say, invite them to your home soon. And I was like, oh, okay. Hmm. And I pondered it for 24 hours and then mentioned it to Kip. He was like, great, let's do it. 
And so we did it and come to find out that that specific couple really, really needed Mm. friendship interaction. And it was, it was very cool because it spoke to that couple that God had heard Mm -hmm. and seen their heart's Mm -hmm. needs. And, um, I think to remind us that God is engaged in our everyday events. Like it's not just big picture for him. Right. It is small details too. It's the, the couple that needs invited to dinner. It's the business owner that needs encouraged. It's the friend asking how they can pray. It's the friend asking to buy you a Bible. You know, he's, he's intimately involved in the things that speak hope to us Yes, and not to just a nation as a whole. Yes. Um, so being mindful that he is, um, so personal towards us. Yeah. And we have the opportunity to be that towards each other as well. Yeah. Yeah. And not to be discouraged, not to live in a state of discouragement or despair. If you're going through a hard situation right now, you know, I'm very sorry. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry that life is hard. I'm sorry that you are, you know, experiencing illness or loss or grieving something very deeply. Um, and, and, the Lord is our comforter and mm-hmm. he will be near you. But I just, I want to speak to the people that are like, life is okay, but you found yourself just discouraged and just mm-hmm. down a lot. And and I think we touched on this a, a couple of shows ago, but lift your eyes, lift mm-hmm. your eyes to Jesus. He is the hope of the world. Yeah. He is the only hope of the world. Yeah. And through him comes everything. That's right. You know, it, it really, it starts and ends with him. Yeah. He's the alpha and the omega. And I saw someone say the other day, and every letter in between. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. And to know there's a reason you feel this disheartenment is because truly the forces of evil are rampant yeah. on the earth right now. Yeah. And they are having a heyday. Yeah. Because they, they feel like they're winning. Yeah. You know, the, the spirits of darkness, the, Satan and all of his demons feel like they're winning mm-hmm. right now. Um, or they're really scared because they know they're about to be obliterated forever. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and we know the truth is that they don't win. No. They don't win. And so, you know, they're trying their best to discourage us. Mm-hmm. But I love that God's word, it says in Hebrews 11, that faith is being sure mm-hmm. of what we hope for. Yeah. And our sure hope is Jesus. Yes. And um, especially in, in a time where so much is unsure right now. Mm-hmm. So many people's jobs are unsure. So many things are, you know, moms and dads not having a clue if their kid is going to be in school next week or back home again. And right. so much is unsure. Yes. But yes. our faith is being sure of what we hope for. So and that's yes. Jesus. It's time to make 2021 an incredible year. Yeah. Despite circumstances. Yeah. Despite what's going on. We have that option. Yeah. We can lift our eyes to Jesus and and make it a great year. Yeah. You know, I was reminded of how free we really still are here in this country. Yeah. How how overwhelmingly wealthy and successful and incredibly blessed we are here in this country. Um there's a group of Christians in I think in Nigeria that were recently chased down and um persecuted and and mm-hmm. killed because wow. of their faith. Wow. All because of a post that was put on Facebook. And they were found out that wow. they were being bold about their faith in the gospel of Jesus and they were killed for it. Wow. I mean, that just happened. Yeah. And there are many more that are fleeing because of the persecution and the the hunt for them. And we we can't even fathom yeah. what that is like. And so we just 
we need to live our lives with so much gratitude for what we have and not take it for granted and um, also fight to keep it. Yeah. You know, be bold and courageous to say the things, the truth that needs to come out to fight to keep it. That's right. And I think too, right now, our call is to teach our children what it looks like to stand for truth. Mm -hmm. Um, Kip and I were discussing that our children are going to continue to inherit more and more difficult Mm -hmm. um, environments of having to stand for truth and probably having to do it alone. Yeah. And so knowing it's our responsibility to equip them. And so I've got this funny story. One thing that we try to do as a family at the beginning of each year is we we each fast. Now, fasting is a biblical practice. Mm-hmm. And Jesus said, when you fast, not meaning like if you fast, do it this way. But he said, when you fast. And so knowing that we're all called to do fasting in some form or yes. another. You know, just like we as believers, we pray or we um, sing songs of worship to him or we attend church. It's part of that rhythm. Yeah. And so, yeah, our kids are little, you know, mm-hmm. they're, they're nine, six, and four, but we thought, you know, we can start teaching them what it looks like to yeah. fast and they've done stuff in years past. And so this year we shared with them what we were going to be doing for our fast, Kip and I, and we said, is there something that you kids would want to fast? And our nine-year-old Crosley is, um, super tender towards the Holy Spirit, very tender towards his mom and dad, you know, just He's, he truly is like the ideal, perfect little boy. Yeah. And um, he was like, oh, yeah, absolutely. He's like, mom, I really feel like I'm supposed to fast soda and candy. And I said, okay, bud. I said, that's, that's great. I said, how long do you feel like you can effectively do this so that you feel successful at it? He said, I think I can do it a whole week. I said, okay. I said, that's great. Are you sure? A week. He said, yeah, I can do it a whole week. I said, okay. And then our little four-year-old Collins piped up and she said, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to fast soda too. And for three days, I said, three days, that's a lot for a four-year-old. Now, granted, my kids don't really get to drink a lot of soda anyway. (laughs) However, there are ginger ales and Sprites in the little refrigerator. We've got like this little beverage refrigerator that's at eye level for a child. Right. So, um, and then our six-year-old Wilder, who I just adore him so much, he says, I said, Wilder, what do you feel like you would like to fast? Would you like to fast? He says, nah, I already love Jesus enough. (laughs) (laughs) And we have laughed so hard over that. You know, my husband was like, my man, you know, like, oh man, just saying it, just saying what he feels. Yep. And so about 12 hours later into this new fast, um, Collins, our four-year-old comes and she's, gazing longingly at the (laughs) beverage center and she says mom I've decided to end my fast I said oh well it's not been three days she says I know fasting is way harder than I thought it would be (laughs) she says every time I see the refrigerator I just think I really want a ginger ale (laughs) girl I feel ya so just a funny thought to remind us that we have this opportunity to create disciplines in our life that are setting us up for success, Mm -hmm. setting us up for the ability to stand on the truth of God. Um, Because I know in my life, when I fast, it empties out the garbage that has collected. Yes. Um, And it opens my ears to hear from him more clearly. Um, 
I always partner my fasting with getting off of social media Mm -hmm. and it helps so much to just clear Mm -hmm. the voices and some of them are really good voices, but Mm -hmm. it clears the voices so that I can hear the voice of God. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I think just as we're equipping our kids to handle whatever comes their way, you know, because they're not always going to be nine years old with a mom and dad protecting them. Right. Um, there's going to come a time when they're the man of their house yeah. and they're the man leading the charge in their life. Yeah. And or they're the woman of God that has to stand for truth. And so teaching them now at a young age, leading by example, but offering for them to join in as right. well. Like this is how we prepare our souls this is how we prepare our lives. This is how we train our minds. This is how we discipline our bodies yes. to be able to stand. Yeah. And when everything else falls, we will remain standing because we've prepared for right. that. So good. I love that. So. Well, we'll look forward to the rest of 2021. Yes. And see what it brings. And listeners, if you have any great ideas of how you are finding hope in this season, message us. Shoot us a message at Instagram. You can email us theh&hour at gmail.com, and we will respond to you. I saw the coolest thing today. My daughter and I were watching um, some videos um, learning about Tokyo, mm-hmm. and we both really want to go to Tokyo now okay. because it looks amazing <laughs> and super fun and just energetic, and um, this family had gone there, and, and they were going to go do all the things and go to Disneyland, Tokyo Disneyland, and all these cool things. But one of the things they wanted to do was give back into the community there, hmm. even though they weren't from there. So they bought 100 roses at Single Stem Roses, and this family of uh, four kids and the parents went out into this, this – I think it's – I don't know the name of the crossroads, but it's the busiest intersection in the world, okay. I guess. And they handed out a hundred long stem roses and just with little notes on them that said something about, you know, I, I don't know what the note said, but, and you should have seen the people's faces. Like they just, people just like stopped and looked at them and then just smiles. That's so cool. And I was like, that is so much fun. Like that's yeah. what our world needs right now. Yes. Less isolation. Yeah. Less hiding in our houses. Yeah. And putting our masks on where no one can see our smiles in our faces yep. and more handing out roses. That's so good. Isn't that awesome? I love that. I know. So go hand out some roses. Go do it. Well, thank you so much for listening. We are so glad that you do. We appreciate the fact that you take time out of your day to mm-hmm. listen to our voices. We don't take it for granted. We would love to hear from you. You can reach out to us on Instagram at the H&H Hour. Um, or you can email us at the H&H Hour at gmail.com. We love hearing from you and we will chat with you next time.